The chart you've seen, we'll look at it, at least some of it. Uh, this is actually from a book uh, called Exploration of the Inner World by a personage named Anton T. Boysen. Can we close the door? And uh, that book was, uh, I, I, I ran across it uh, at the Detroit Temple. I was uh, just been elected to the GBC member, and uh, uh, when I was elected to the GBC, the GBC was down to 15 members, and we had a whole number of gurus fall down and all that other kind of stuff, and uh, I was elected to the GBC, uh, hoping I could just go on and keep on doing, I wouldn't have to do management, but instead they felt, some felt I should pay my dues and be a zonal secretary, and so I was giving a bunch of, Detroit, uh, of temples, and uh, so these are temples which had been for a long time under, you know, a particular, uh, it was the zonal guru time, uh, and I was one of the leaders of the so-called guru reform movement, and, and, uh, there are a whole variety of people in this guru reform movement, but my, my, my major opposition wasn't about the spiritual or whatever inadequacies of any particular guru, although I did end up going pretty head-to-head with Kirtananda Swami. Uh, but... Uh, the fa- fact was we had what was called the zonal guru system and, and it's it, it simply after Prabhupada had named some people uh, as initiating gurus, the way it ended up being instituted, they uh, a particular zone was their area of initiation. That they, everybody who, theoretically every devotee could choose their initiating guru. But they were the guru for this particular geographical region. And so, really, if you didn't, the social pressure was if you wanted to take initiation from some other guru, which was your right, instead of the local zoning guru, zone guru, social pressure kind of forced you to vote with your feet. And so, the, 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 the initiating gurus uh, ended up having a lot of power because everybody was their disciples. They were all sannyasis. There were originally some of the people, two of the people people named are householders, but social pressure made them rather quickly take sannyas also. Uh, and uh, 
they were worshipped the same way as Srila Prabhupada was worshipped. We had uh, uh, Guru Puja in the morning and there was the situation of the temple, there was Prabhupada's Vyasasana and there was another lower Vyasasana on, on Prabhupada's right and Prabhupada's left. The Vyasasana on the right was for the local guru. The one on the left was called the guest Vyasasana. If another initiating guru happened to be visiting, that person sat there. And, uh, and to me the difficulty was uh, that the each, because of the central figure of the initiating guru, because of that person's being the Diksha Guru and Shiksha Guru for almost every all the new people, that the individual zones were more unified than ISKCON as a whole. Uh, that was, so it was uh, centripetal, you know, it was going to start pulling things apart. And then as, you know, several, some two uh, gurus didn't get along with each other, and then they would ban their disciples from going to this. These kind of things were happening, and I, it was like something was wrong. And it took people a while to try to figure out what was what was wrong. Um, uh, and so, anyway, to make a long story short, uh, there there was a couple of years where we had to deal. First of all, I had to deal with New Vrindavan with Kirtananda Swami who had had somebody murdered. Uh, this is America, you know, murder is very common. Uh, <laughs> everybody has guns. Anyway, and this one, you know, and we knew we were, this was a real problem. He was doing other things too. He had built Prabhupada's palace of gold and put a crown on Prabhupada's head and dressed him like a king. Uh, eh, 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 I, uh, this is a very big digression. So let me, let me go. Any, anyway, suffice it to say that a, a number of gurus fell down. Uh, we had to expel Kirtananda from ISKCON. I, myself and Mukunda Goswami and a couple of people got the GBC to do that. Uh, and... Uh, so then, then when I became a, a GBC and was given a bunch of temples, they were in bad shape, and the devotees were very, very discouraged and uh, diverted lot. So the, 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 this one temple, uh, I, I soon discovered that uh, their main effort was money. And the regular principles, well, it was fanatical. There's been what's called Dharma Jaglani on a big time. And things were wrong there. And I was finding them everywhere. And I'm trying to understand, you know, all this. Anyway, while I was at that very temple, at a Sunday feast, one former temple devotee had become a medical doctor and then a psychiatrist. And started coming back at least to the Sunday feast. One day he brought with him a, uh, a Methodist minister the Sunday feast. And so I'm sitting with him 
and they start talking about this course they're taking about mental illness and spirituality. And they mention this guy named Anton Boysen. That's the author of this chart, part of his book. Uh, Anton Theophilus Boysen. I'd never heard him. And they started talking about him as a person who had been a a minister. He was born in 1876, American, although it's a very German name, Anton Theophilus Boysen. Uh, he was American, uh, and he, he died in 1965, a, a pretty long life. And he was a, he was a chaplain. First he was a minister, uh, and uh, from his father was a professor, uh, uh, he was a very devout Christian, Midwestern kind of Calvinistic Protestant Christianity, very high demand sort of Christianity. And uh, uh, he uh, suffered a number of uh, psychotic episodes, like a mental breakdown. Uh, go to a, be put in a mental hospital or something, coming back out, be normal. He went to forestry school. Then, uh, then he uh, began to study uh, a, a Union Theological Seminary, worked in the YMC. Anyway, he, so he, he uh, when he uh, was in, had another breakdown, he began to study psychology of religion. And the, we, the, the American philosopher William James was also a, 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 a kind of a, a interested in, in uh, psychology also. And he wrote a very, a very good book called Varieties of Religious Experience. So Boysen studied that kind of thing. And finally he began to see his own uh, mental illness as really a, at the basis of spiritual crisis. And then he wondered, while he was in the hospital, that had uh, been in the hospital, that some of the people were had, had organically-based mental illnesses, but others, they were really undergoing a kind of personality upheaval of some kind of crisis, and it might be possible, like him, he became, he kind of fell apart, but he was reintegrated on what looked to him like a higher level. Uh, and so he began to, began to explore this. And, and one of the fruits was this book called, uh, called Exploration of the, uh, of the Inner, Inner World. Uh, uh, and, uh, and, and so I managed to find a copy of it in a used bookstore and started to read it. And one of the things it did was light up the Hare Krishna movement in a way that I had <laughs> unexpected, you know. And that was interesting in itself because, because some of the dynamics going on there and some of his ideas of what makes for spiritual development and what makes... Uh, f for uh, uh, stasis and what makes for decline uh, 
fit in with a lot of Krishna consciousness. And it was very interesting. Like, here's a person from a Midwestern American Protestant church, and yet he found out things that applied to something that came from, you know, a whole other kind of tradition that he probably would never have recognized. Uh, and yet, yet it fit. So he, Boisem thought he had, dis- he had discovered laws of spiritual life, and I had to agree with him. And I was seeing many, many things in, in our Krishna consciousness movement uh, th- that uh, th- that th- that Boysen helped to illuminate, and things I could find in Prabhupada that went along together. So I took things that I already knew from Prabhupada, put it together in a slightly different way. So then I decided I, I gave, gave a. a month-long course about boys and, and other th- things uh, in Vrindavan. Uh, called, I call it the cure of souls in Vaishnava communities. The word cure here is an old English word, at least in olden times in, in, in England. A, a, a minister for a particular area would be said to have the cure of souls in that area. And the French word curé for a priest, you know, they're, they're related in that way. So I use, use that. Um, uh, and then I found out other people who were also interested in Boisin. A clinical pastoral counseling is still going on. It owes it to him. Uh, the the, the uh, taking care of the mental health of people in hospitals and things like that. Uh, our temp- uh, anyway, so uh, that's just a little background for this. We don't have time to get into it much, but this was this was a chart in Boysen's book, uh, and uh, uh, Battleground of Cha- uh, Cha- that's the chapter title. It's really from uh, this book, uh, Exploration of the Inner World, and it kind of summarizes some of the things he's. Falling, and I found it very interesting. Like you see in the left hand, there's a con. What is he's dealing with now? People who uh, should be developing spiritually, whose goal is spiritual development, and who fall short or have a sense of falling short of the ideal. Now, to me, the ISKCON is really, really expert and taking people and implanting this ideal in our hearts. The ideal is pure devotee. Now, say the Catholic Church, they have the ideal of saints. But those are special few people. We have the idea of pure devotee, and that's for everyone. And we have examples of pure devotee. We had a living example of Srila Prabhupada is the pure devotee. Bhakti Siddhanta, this is some ideal that you're supposed to realize or actualize. And that gets in our hearts. Like that. And then, but then what happens, we aren't pure devotees especially people in the very beginning, you we fall short. 
And I discovered uh, early on that you couldn't discuss this in ISKCON. When I was a new devotee, uh, 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 I was having a kind of sort of normal, normal problems with material desires and things that a new devotee would have. Uh, and uh, there was one dev- devotee in, 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 uh, in the temple who was slightly, been devotee slightly longer than me. So I, I talked to him about it. And I told him my difficulties. And he just looked at me and he said, you aren't a devotee. That's what he said. That's what was it. You weren't a devotee. Uh, uh, and uh, I didn't know how to take that. And, and by the way, a few years later, I found out he was having more problems than I was. But he had it all hidden. And in fact, that was everybody would conceal things. And, and, and there was not much spiritual counseling in our movement in, in, in the early days. And, and, you know, somebody would be a devotee and they would be, oh, and then one, they'd disappear in the middle of the night. They'd just vanish. And you wouldn't know what had happened to him or what had gone wrong. And then later on, yeah, you know, he was going out at night and smoking marijuana or he was, this person was doing this. People would know that this person had some spiritual problem and difficulty, and they nobody could deal with it. You either were a pure devotee, you know, you either were like a devotee or nothing. Uh, and we had no senior devotee. The only grown-up was Prabhupada, what to speak of the only advanced devotee like that. Uh, uh, so that, that, was, that was kind of the, the situation. Uh, and, and then, then you know, we didn't have very long with Srila Prabhupada, and then he was he wasn't around for very long. Uh, there were no god brothers to come in or help out or anything like that. There was just the people he had trained as as best he could under the circumstances and got got the movement going. And then he passed away, and and we had we had to take. Uh, um, we 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 had to take uh, take charge of things. Anyway, so um, how to deal constructively with the, with the gap between what I should be and where I am now? Uh, now, how far am I supposed to get in this chart? Basically, from the no, the concealment. Huh? And, and, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so then, then, then in, in this chart, so there, there's this primary difficulty we're dealing with. Now, as you see, if you look at the first three, uh, first four columns, there's three levels as he does it. The controlling desire. Into, he calls it integrative desire for response and recognition. See, like, Boysen has some very... He also studies social psychology and a very interesting idea that, that, that uh, the, the, the goal of religion is to be accepted and integrated into a society of ideal people. 
You know, if you're a Christian, you want to go to heaven. You want to be with the saints. If you're a devotee, you want to be, well, in our movement, we would have a group of people, I would like to be accepted by these people. Ultimately, see, he, call, he calls redemption socialization on the highest level. Let's say you want to be accepted into a group of people who have the six ghost swamis at the center. You'd like to be welcomed by them. You see, that's because we're personal and because Krishna consciousness is bhakti and it's personal, you are a person in relationship with other people. And Krishna is supremely personal, therefore he's supremely social. And in Lord Chaitanya's movement, again, it was very social. You didn't have very many monks or hermits going off by themselves anywhere. Occasionally that would happen, but this was social. So our ideal would be to, to be become as so pure that we would be welcome in a group like the six Goswamis. This is his desire for response and recognition. It's not that you want to be some great person, you just want to be accepted by them. Uh, that would be your desire. Right? The, uh, on the middle level, your desire is conflicting. Uh, the controlling desire. You have you. Part of you wants to go that way, and some of you are being pulled the other way. <laughs> to away from those people, uh, uh, maybe even uh, toward the kind of people your mother didn't want you to play with when you were a child. <laughs> bad guys, you know. Uh, and, and he calls the controlling desires segmental. By segmental, he means what we would call the lower chakras. <laughs> Sexual desires and things like that. From, uh, Why is he called segmental? Because there was some theory uh, when he was writing this book uh, that, that associated various desires with various segments of the spine. There was some, you know, some 1920s neurology. That's why he called it segmental. But if, if, if you want to talk about the spine, we, okay, lower chakras. <laughs> you know, basically your animal satisfaction of animal needs, lust, greed, you know, those kind of desires. Uh... Then, uh, again, he looks at the, the individual's degree of awareness. You're going to assess yourself or an individual with this. What's the degree of, 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 of... Degree of awareness is clear. That is, you're clear about the goal. Your really goal of life is, as we would say, self-realization. And you're not confused. Confusion is the middle level. Yeah, Prabhupada gave us four regular principles, but he knew we were human and really only expected us to follow two. I've heard it. <laughs> yeah. 
Different people have different theories. <laughs> but, you know, this is confused about what, you know, what the real uh, goal is and what you're supposed to do. Prabhupada, we are Westerners, he didn't really expect us to do this. What he really wanted was and you, you you lower the standards to fit your actual behavior. That way you don't feel bad about yourself. If you keep the gap in mind, you know, you might really... So one thing to do is to change one way or another, find a way. Boisinghetz, he has whole kinds of details. I've sat around, in fact, in the same temple, sat in a gathering householders, and they spent their whole time talking about how many sannyasis were actually cheating. In fact, the dominant mode of, uh, of social talk was fault-finding. Well, Prabhupada knew what that was. When you point the finger at somebody else, there's three fingers pointing back at you, you're finding other people's faults so you don't feel so bad about your own. And I could understand that, you know, in a high-demand religion, these kinds of things would happen if you're not careful and attentive. I've talked to people who, you know, have been with, spent a lot of time in Catholic convents with nuns. And the amount of backbiting, fault-finding is pretty heavy because they all have high standards and there's lots of ways to criticize other people. And, um, so that's, that's you're, uh, uh, you're maybe confused about the goal. And then oblivion, you're kind of just out of it. So if you look at this, you can see in this chart... I noticed something. This level, the th- top, going across, you know, clear, frankness, mode of goodness. Middle level, confused, concealment, mode of passion. Lower level, segmental, oblivion, mode of ignorance. There it is, the three modes. Without knowing what they were, it just naturally came out. So I was impressed with that. You know, that, that because remember, Prabhupada never s- said that Krishna consciousness is one religion among many religions. It's the science of religion. It's, the, the, you know, it's given by Krishna. It's the way things are. Uh, and so somebody who's very alert and, and, uh, willing to look at things uh, like like Boysen will discover the same things. The process of spiritual life is really the same everywhere. The laws of spiritual life are universal. So to me it was really interesting to find find something like, like this spelled out. I wasn't trying to turn us into Christianity or uh, add something to Krishna consciousness. But here he had explained things in a way that to me was very, very clear. And when I began to talk to devotees about the, about it, some of them got really interested in this. And I ended up giving a whole uh, course about it. 
Then, then he has this 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 uh, this, this column uh, called uh, uh, reaction mode. How you, basically how you deal with it, and the way to go up is what he calls frankness. Uh, uh, Prabhupada would call it uh, well. The Sanskrit word was saralata, uh, freedom from duplicity. You're frank with yourself too. You're not hiding anything from yourself. Freedom from duplicity. Uh, 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 and willing, uh, at least to the appropriate people, to talk about what your problems are. I uh, uh, remember you're all dealing with a sense of personal failure. What's the constructive way to deal with the gap between myself where I am now and where I know I should be. What's the constructive way? Uh, in the middle, you see uh, the, uh, the reaction mode, what he calls concealment. Concealment of the problem. Concealment of the problem mainly for yourself, but also for others. Uh, and some concealments, and these are discussed in the pages of his book, by the way, they're outlined quite clearly. Uh, compromise. I've already mentioned some kind of compromise. We are given this really high standard, so we would follow a lower one uh, like that. Um, uh, uh, diversion. Uh, things like uh, a di- diversion became. Uh, devotees who had trouble following the principles found they were able to collect a lot of money on Sankirtan anyway. And when they collected money on Sankirtan, they got re- recognition and praise by everybody and took gold, gold, gold cups and were awarded. And that became a diversion. Uh, one example of a diversion. Another example of a diversion is you become a technician. You learn Sanskrit really well. You become really fanatical about pronouncing mantras correctly. Or you get into deity worship and it's like really precision and stuff like that, you know? Uh, Anyway, in the Christian Bible, Jesus was criticizing those Jewish priests called Pharisees because of their exacting... Uh, calculations about are you precisely following the letter of the law while neglecting the spirit and, and, and so on. A codicy. What is the exact right time to follow a codicy? Our whole movement's going to hell because we don't even calculate, you know, you've got these kind of things. They pop up here and there every so often. And so, you know, sometimes there's something useful in that, but then when it becomes like your obsession. And, 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 and then I see it. There was one uh, person who was a sannyasi uh, <clears throat> who was really promulgating the correct following of a codice and came out with a book about it and everything. He happened to be in America, uh, in a congregation where I was, and uh, gradually 
some people from his community, he was separate from ISKCON at that point, came came to to uh, see us. They find out that, that, that he was having sex with the wives, of, a couple of wives of these men. While he's like, fly, got this big bag, a uh, big, big flag about a codicy. You know, and it began to worry if you see somebody with one of these formulations, you could, oh, something's probably going on. You know, what is it? Uh, so he, uh, uh, another another concealment reaction is shifting responsibility. The reason I can't follow the regular principles is that there are no pure devotees in ISKCON. I've heard it. If there were just some examples, but who's following? Yeah, you know, like that. So you, you it's somebody else's fault. Uh, or... or uh, he mentions organic scapegoats. You know, the person has always got some kind of physical problem. I can't do this, I can't do that. And then, anyway, just to give you an idea uh, of these, the, so the direction you want to go in is up. And let me just, uh, 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 this, the question is how to deal with the uh, sense of personal failure in a constructive way. And Boysen recommends uh, the shifting what he calls a static to a dynamic morality. That is to say, if we, we have a, you know, here's the beginning of Krishna consciousness and here's our ideal, the pure devotee. And along the way, you know, there's many stages of steps. And a person may be here or here or here or here. Our judgment about whether a person is in good shape or not in good shape shouldn't be about their location on this scale. The judgment should be, are they sincerely trying to become better? And if someone is sincerely trying to come better, become better, that person is good. If you become arrested in your development, stop someplace, you're liable to go back. And if you're going back, that's not good for you. Anyway, because we want to encourage people to reach the goal. I mean, the ideal of being a pure devotee of God is not imposed on us from the outside. It's what we are. It's trying to make us what we are. It's a, it's, it's a valid ideal. And we have, you know, it's very, very high. It's been given to us. So that that is how we should judge. You, uh, and in dealing with, with ourselves and with devotees, we need to, what we need to know is what is the next step I need to take to help me in Krishna consciousness? And my discovery is, if that's your question, and uh, you're, for myself, if that's my question, and I really will do it, or do my best to do it, then you'll find the answers. You'll know what to do. Uh, and, and it won't be subtle. 
You'll hear it from three different places. You'll open a Bhagavatam randomly, and there's the message. Then you'll overhear a conversation in the kitchen while you're in the Pujari room, and what that person is saying is the same thing. You know, these things happen. And you'll know what to do. You take that step, and you take up whatever struggle or, or you need to do. The help comes. You meet the right people. You find the right things. And you make progress. And that's what we want to see, that people are making progress. Uh, we also know that no progress is in vain. We know that if at the time of death I've made 50% advancement in Krishna consciousness, I'll start up again at that, at that, at that time. You know, it's not lost. Uh, I mean, don't take it easy because of that, because the world is really a hassle and there's always dangers. And it's better to get out fast. But uh, nothing is still, nothing is really lost. So that's, that's the idea uh, of this. Uh, uh, and, and I think probably if you want to listen to those, there must be online. Uh, my website, some of these, these long seminars and classes... You have this that will help you. I had some other handouts. And, and really the thing I want to do now that I've gotten out of management, I want to sit down and read Boys and All Over Again because, you know, 20 years makes a difference, what you see and what you don't see. Uh, and, you know, really turn it into a handbook that, that, that we can use. And then there's some other... I've discovered some other people that, from other disciplines who are also into Boysen, and I, I think we should make use of it. And I've taught a full seminary in Vrindavan. I did it in Russia. It was immediately translated and turned into a book. <laughs> people are amazing to do that. And I, I think I did it once in Radhadesh, too, uh, some time ago. So there may be several versions of it out there. And uh, I used to have a packet of all the material to hand out. Do we still have it? If you want to follow one of the courses and you want more things like this and pages of boys, and we could we can mail it to you. Okay. Uh, and, and and just you know the the laws of spiritual life are the same everywhere. Uh, that's what you can see. Some of the stuff Boysen talks about you can find right in Chaitanya Charge Amrita. I don't have time to get it to it now, but it's right there. You can you, you can you can see it all. You know, the chapter about Ramachandra Puri. If you want to see a classic tale of some somebody failing on the major thing, and it's, it's all there. Okay. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.